What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Mind Over Macros podcast. As always, I am your host, Mike Milner. Today's episode is actually based off of a really good question that I got on my Instagram stories, and I thought that it would make a fantastic episode topic. And shout out to JK, who solidified my thought when he messaged me, hey, you should do a full episode on this. So without extending the intro too long, I just want to say, first of all, it's crazy that we are almost through with 2021. I really, it's, it's hard to believe. It actually is. I know that probably have this feeling every single year, like where does time go? And uh, I don't know, some, for some reason, this one hits a little bit differently. I think just because of all the craziness that we've all been going through over the past couple of years, there, there's just something strange about 2021 coming to an end. And uh, it's been kind of a, a reflective process for me, probably because of last weekend at the event with Jason Phillips and all the coaches and uh, the emotional ride that that was and and how impactful that was. I don't know. And and then yesterday was my grandfather's birthday. He would have been 95. So it was really emotional. Um, my family and I, we have our little family group text and we were sending pictures and um, a lot of tears. And then I don't know, it, it just, it made me think like, man, I wish I could just sit down with him and and tell him all the things that have been happening with me and my business and just my personal life and everything that's, that's transpired. And, and I know that, you know, a lot of people feel like when you lose somebody special, it's like, well, I know that their, their presence is still felt. I know that they're still with us. Um, but man, like we used to do lunch together and those conversations um, stick out because of just how meaningful it was and how much wisdom he would share. For those of you that don't know, I probably should have mentioned this first. Um, Pop is actually named after my grandfather. I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but I know that we get a lot of new listeners. So um, my grandfather was a huge influence in my life. And um, so, yeah, named my business after him and have missed him very much since he passed away um, about three and a half years ago, uh, literally right before I started Pop. It was um, he passed away in June of 2018. I started pop at the very end of July, 2018. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. All the things that have happened in that time. And I wish we could sit down for lunch and and go over it and I could get some advice from him. He was always uh, just had so much wisdom to share anyway, not to get too deep and emotional on this episode uh, but it's, this has just been on my mind a lot lately. Um, I'm super grateful for for everything that we've built here in the community, um, for all of you podcast listeners, um, full transparency, full disclosure. This is my therapy. Like you guys are my therapists, whether you know it or not. The fact that you allow me to spend some time in your ear truly means the world to me because this is my favorite way of communicating. It's like, let's turn the mic on and just go. And you may or may not have realized this, but oftentimes I just, I just flow. I just like to, I don't like to have a very like structured way of doing things. I think that it comes across as too robotic. I like the human element of just hitting record and speaking on a topic and speaking from the heart. I do the same thing when I interview people. 
I always say like, before we hit record, I'm like, look, this is just going to be conversational. If there's something you want to talk about, let me know. But otherwise we're just going to let the conversation go where it goes. And I just like that format. So for the the fact that you guys are still here and still listening and we're still growing the way that we are, um, it's, it's truly incredible. So thank you first and foremost for allowing me to have this platform and to continue to show up and spread the word. Uh, We don't get any other listeners unless you guys do your part. So it, it is truly a testament to you as the listener for everything that this show has become. I've got some exciting guests lined up for the new year, actually, even before the new year. Um, I'll give you a little preview, sneak peek. Um, I have an interview coming up with Aaron Straker, who is a badass who I met this past weekend. Um, He has his own podcast with Brian Borstein. Um, I also have an interview lined up with Cassidy Dixon, who I'm super excited to share. Um, She was on the show previously, which was a really popular episode. And a lot has happened in her life that I'm excited to have her on to communicate. I have Dr. Gabrielle Lyons lined up um, and some other guests that you will learn about shortly and uh, some other things in the works to just continue uh, the growth here and, and providing more value to my day one people and any, anybody who's new. Um, I just appreciate the opportunity. So I'm going to stop getting emotional. <laughs> Otherwise, I've cried enough over the last week. I'm, I'm all teared out. So let's just get into the, to the episode. As always, if you want to spread the love, if you want to help uh, continue to bring a new audience onto the show, the best way to do that is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, you can also take a screenshot of the episode, post it to your stories, and tag me at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Let's get into it. So the topic of the day is, if I were a brand new coach... What would I tell myself? Like, what is the advice for Mike 10 years ago? And the reason why I love this topic is because not only is it helpful for coaches, we have a lot of coaches that listen to this podcast, but it's also helpful for anybody that's on their fitness journey because this applies across the board. This is not just how do I uh, become a better coach if I'm a new coach? This is literally how do I take all of this information and put it into practice? regardless of what your goals are. So I think it's first important for me to outline all of the mistakes that I made in the beginning. And I think the biggest mistake that I made was thinking that what I learned was like the way. And what I mean by that is very early on, uh, I was groomed in, in terms of like becoming a personal trainer And I learned things in a very specific manner. And then I took my NASM certification. Um, So I had basically like two schools of thought, one being the the person that trained me to become a trainer. And number two, the NASM curriculum, which was the the program that I chose. And I thought it was a great program. I have nothing but um, I have no bad things to say about the way that they do things. However, it it left me in a place of being a little closed-minded. And I also kind of believe that on the nutrition side, I'll give you an example on the training side. So with, with the NASM curriculum, uh, there was a very distinct uh, portion of the certification process where it's going over the difference between like, how do you increase power? How do you increase strength? And then how do you build muscle? And they had this, this like whole graph 
And the graph was like, if you want to improve power, these are the rep ranges that you have to stay within. If you want to increase strength, these are the rep ranges that you have to stay within. And if you want to build muscle, these are the rep ranges you have to stay within. And I remember thinking that that was like gospel. That was fact Like you could not cross over. And I remember being uh, training like my first group and, and saying like, okay, so here's why we're doing this rep range because your goal is to build muscle and we have to stay within this rep range. Like I thought there was this magic um, way of doing things where if you went outside of this rep range, you were no longer achieving or moving towards your goals. Now I, you know, I look back and I'm like, man, what the hell was I thinking? Um, but it's, it's funny because you start to accumulate more information and then you realize how little you actually know. And, and that's the first thing. There is so much information, whatever your expertise is. I don't care how much you think, you know, you know, so little, like you can spend decades mastering one specific area and you still know so little about that. Like if you think about all the information and knowledge that there is on any particular subject for, for one single person to believe that they know a lot is just naive. If you were to extrapolate, like think about, let's just use training as an example. Some of the smartest people in the world, like I, I think about like Christian Thibodeau, for example, um, he knows so much about training and he would probably be the first to admit that he knows very little about training. Like think about um, Alan Aragon or Brad Schoenfeld or Lane Norton, like some of the behemoths of training knowledge. They probably know the equivalent of like one grain of, of sand in, in, in all the sand in the universe, like, which is a lot compared to somebody like myself. And sometimes we can use that understanding to say, well, there's so much out there that I have to keep pursuing more knowledge before I can help people, which is crazy to think. More importantly, the takeaway is there's so much knowledge out there that I get to be a lifelong learner. And I think that taking that perspective allows you to have an open mind and challenge all of the things that you're learning and find what works best for you or your clients. If you think about that, like you can read a study and that might dictate your actions. And you might feel like, well, man, this study tells me that I should be doing things a certain way. But if it's not working for you, and you're closed-minded, you might start to think like there's, you're broken or there's something wrong with you. If you have the understanding that there is a whole world of knowledge out there, and this is just one single study, then you have an open mind and you're like, okay, got it. So this worked for these people in this study, but it's not working for me. So now I can continue to explore and learn more and progress that way. Um, I think that it's it's such a beautiful gift that we We'll never know everything that there is to know. We'll never know a fraction of everything that there is to know, which gives you the opportunity to continue to level up. There's no end game. There's no finish line. You literally get to learn more until the day that you die. And I think that that is a great thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a gift. It is something that we're never going to stop that pursuit. And that applies to a lot of areas in your life. Whatever it is that you're doing, whether that's pursuing a fitness goal, whether that's trying to coach people, 
whether that's trying to pursue um, education in another field, whether you are trying to become an expert in another field, it doesn't matter. It's the same principle. There is, you will never know even a fraction of all the things that there are to know about that particular topic. So you get to be a lifelong learner. You get to have an open mind and approach things with the understanding that you, at any point in time, you can change your stance, you can pivot, you can reassess your belief system at any point in time. And that's totally valid. Like I used to believe wholeheartedly that it was all about the macro formula for nutrition. Like that was it. That's one of the things that I would slap myself if if I was talking to to me 10 years ago is like, Hey, this is a, this is so short-sighted. This is so myopic, like open your eyes, view the world for what it is, understand human behavior, understand the psychology of each individual. I'm grateful that I eventually got there, but I used to believe that it was literally just a macro formula, calories in, calories out, hit your numbers, uh, you know, put in, put in this, this calculation and just follow it. And that would work for everybody. Like there, there's no, um, no exceptions. If you just have your calculator, you eat your macros, right? And, and I was a big believer at, at one point of the IIFYM, if it fits your macros, Uh, You know, it doesn't matter the food quality. It's all the same. Just hit these numbers and have a nice day. And again, like so short-sighted, so damaging. And uh, it it led me to work for a company that that was their philosophy. So at the time, I was very much in alignment with their approach. It was like, yeah, we just, we type in these numbers, we spit out a formula and we tell people to be consistent. That's it. I was like, well, yeah, that kind of sounds like my approach. And so in the beginning, I was very much on board with that because I started to realize as I evolved, and I'm a little bit of a slow learner, um, as I evolved and grew as a person, I was like, man, some of these pre-existing beliefs, anecdotally, I've seen that this is false. And then I backed that up through research and actually through studying outside of my field. So not just looking at nutritional science, but looking at psychology and personality psychology and um, cognitive behavioral therapy. And I started looking at all of these areas outside of just nutrition and training. And it was like mind blown. And then I had people in my life like Christian Thibodeau, who's one of my first mentors, like Jason Phillips, who was was one of my second, <laughs> one of my early mentors, I should say. Um, they challenged a lot of the common, commonly held beliefs in nutrition and training. Um, I remember Christian was one of the first people that that told me to consider personality types. He was the one that led me down that rabbit hole of understanding how neurotypes play a role, uh, and it was completely a game changer for me personally. So first, I had to see it in myself, and then once I saw the efficacy in myself, I started showing other people and seeing the results that they were having. And it was like, I've known this all along. It's literally been right in front of my face. I was a trainer. I know that everybody's different. I know that I can't do the same thing when it comes to programming or nutrition with everybody across the board. Like I couldn't believe that I was being so short-sighted. And I remember Jason, he was the one that first challenged the whole like paleo and CrossFit marriage. He's like, "Um, actually, CrossFit athletes need a lot of carbs. Like they have, this is a highly glycolytic sport. There's recovery demands. Um, Why are we pairing them with a low carb approach that makes no sense physiologically? And I was like, 
He's so right. And why, why are we doing this? So I started to really just take that stance of the more that I know, the more I realized I don't know. And I think if you are on your own pursuit, take that approach. If you are a coach, take that approach. Don't get married to one way of thinking. I think one of the best practices that you can do as a human is take your current beliefs and then learn about the other side. Like truly spend some time reading about the other side. Um, One thing that not a lot of people know about me uh, is I've been very big kind of under the surface, under the radar. I don't talk about it a lot, if ever, Um, but I got heavily into blockchain technology and crypto. I know it seems like a fad now, but this has been something that has been um, that I've been learning about and studying for for a long while. I'm not riding the uh, the hype train. I've actually done a lot of research. I've spent a lot of time watching videos, reading articles, you know, putting things into practice, un- trying to understand that technology. And one of the best things that I did early on was when I started to believe in the blockchain technology as a superior technology. The first thing that I did was I started lining up resources for people who had an opposing view. I started reading books about uh, why it's not like the alternate perspective. And I really wanted to know, like, am I missing something? Am I short-sighted? And started to challenge those beliefs. I think that that's one of the best practices that we can do as humans. When you find yourself in a belief system, try to find the opposing view. If you fundamentally believe that like vegan is the best diet, I'm just using this as an example. I'm not picking on anybody. If you fundamentally believe that vegan is the best diet, that's the best way to eat. Start to research why it's not like, look at the opposing view. And if you find yourself getting like emotionally charged, that's, that's kind of a red flag that tells you that maybe you're not thinking, maybe this is like, too personal for you, or there's something else, there's an inherent bias that you're allowing that to get to you because there should not be an emotional attachment to a way of eating. You should be able to separate emotion from fact. Now, what might happen, which is what happened with me in, in blockchain technology, is that as I started to research the opposing view, it solidified my initial thesis. It was like, okay, this is kind of confirming a lot of the things. Um, that I initially believed. And that might happen if you are somebody who believes firmly in a vegan diet. If you start to research the opposing view, you might think like, wow, actually, this is really helpful because now I can see and I can understand the opposing argument, but it's actually made my stance even stronger. It's solidified that stance. And and I've had this a number of times um, in my life, especially with fitness and nutrition, uh, particularly with understanding like the, the psychology side of things and how personality plays a role in all of this. A lot of these things, I was like, all right, I need to poke holes in this theory. I need to see what I'm missing. And every time I would do research on the opposing views, it brought me right back to there is, uh, as it stands right now, this is the best approach that we can take. And, and that's just one part of it, right? Neurotyping, um, understanding the metabolism. That was a big one. Like, am I missing something? Like, why do all of these programs ignore your metabolic needs? They can't be that dumb, right? If, if we're talking about experts in the field, 
they can't be that short-sighted to, to not understand metabolic adaptations and the long-term damage of chronic undereating and chronic dieting. There's a lot of research, you know, when, with, with eating disorders, with, um, you know, HPA axis dysfunction, hormonal dysfunction, gut health issues, like all of these things that we are, we understand more and more as we continue to accumulate more knowledge and information. I was like, they can't be that short-sighted. So what am I missing? I have to understand their perspective. And it just solidified that truly the end game for them is just to create a result because they're attaching success with an outcome. So if I can tell somebody who's overweight to dramatically reduce their caloric intake and increase their, their energy expenditure, they're going to lose weight. Um, now, there are some people that won't because they've already been down this chronic dieting rabbit hole for many, many years, and they're just in a very compromised state. But, a, but most people, a large percentage of people will lose weight initially. So those programs are connecting the dots and saying, well, that's a success because it's outcome-based. They wanted to lose weight. I got them to lose weight. And then the long-term effect is really like out of their hands. I'm assuming that that's the stance that they take. Like our job is to help you lose weight. That's what we're doing. If you can't sustain it, that's on you. Um, I don't like that approach. For me, it's like, I don't care how quickly you lose weight. I don't care how fast the results happen. I just want it to be permanent and sustainable. So that's our approach. Two different philosophies, which is totally fine. They can coexist. Um, I'm a believer in the way that we do things, but I'm also open-minded enough to know that that could change. So this is also my very long-winded way of saying that if we understand this premise, that there is an infinite amount of, of knowledge to accumulate, as a new coach, what that means is that you don't have to wait. This is one of the things that I did early on. I always thought I had to know more and before I could help anybody. So when I first found my passion in nutrition, I got a certification. I was like, okay, cool. Like I have a, a pretty good understanding of this. And then I was like, but wait, I don't understand like hormones. So I need to learn that now. Um, I don't understand gut health. So I need to learn that now. I don't understand, you know, all these things. I had to continuously accumulate more and more certs. And then I was like, well, all right, well, now I have to understand like habits and now I have to understand more advanced practices. And what about athletes? And what about performance? And what about uh, long distance runners. Like I would think about all of the, the cases that might come across, uh, you know, who might reach out for help. Like what if this person reaches out for help and I don't know how to help them. You don't have to accumulate more. You can help people right now with what you know, which the reason is because there are people who know less and that's all there needs to be. If you know more than one person, you can help that person. And then the beautiful part of that is as you continue to evolve, as you continue to grow, like I said, this is a lifelong learning process. As you continue on that lifelong learning journey, now you're, you're broadening the scope of who you can help. Or you might find that there's a particular person that you help. Like you really do want to specialize in autoimmune disorder disorders, or you really want to specialize in helping chronic dieters, or you really want to specialize in the female metabolism, whatever it may be, you find your specialty. Or you're like, you know what? I've, I've continued to grow and learn. Like I can help a, a large range of individuals. So as a coach, don't wait until you have more. Help people now as you continue to evolve and grow. Um, that is for sure one of the biggest things that I see in the space is coaches thinking that 
uh, I need the next cert, then the next cert, then the next one. Um, I probably have 10 to 12 certifications throughout the course of my life. And I'm not sure. I think maybe three of them were, were what I truly needed. Um, NCI, for sure, one of the best uh, there is in terms of getting your start. I'm 1000% biased to the neurotyping certification. But if you want to understand the psychology of things, which I think most coaches need, uh, for me, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Um, and then there was some stuff that I've done with, uh, with metabolism, with hormones that were helpful. But uh, for the most part, it was like, let, let's just help people because you're going to learn more from the experience. Also, having a coach. I don't understand how there's so many coaches out there that don't invest in their own coaching. I have learned more from working with Brian Cron, working with Christian, working with Jason, working with coaches, um, physique development I worked with for a while. Like the coaches that I've worked with have taught me more about coaching than probably any certification. How are you a coach? And you're expecting people to invest in you, but you're not willing to invest in yourself. I'd never understood that. Um, you know, coaches are like, well, I should be able to figure this out on my own. Well, sure, that's fine to have that thought process, but guess what? You're you're adding to your skill set as a coach. If nothing else, walk the walk. Like if you're asking that of other people, I, I would never ask ask somebody to do something that I haven't done myself. So when we go through our coaching process, I do I I eat and train based off of my neurotype. I live it. I've had to prime my metabolism a number of times because of all the dumb shit that I've done. I have the lifestyle integration. I need my my date nights. I need my flexibility. Like I live our exact process. I would never ask something of somebody that I wasn't willing to do myself. That is super important. If you're a coach, you don't have a coach, man, you're you're missing out on a huge opportunity. It's it's funny because we actually have a, a very large number of coaches as clients at POP. Um, I don't know how that came to be. I think just, I mean, it's kind of nice. I think that uh, coaches have a lot of respect for what we do. There's a lot of NCI coaches that have hired us. There's a lot of coaches in general, trainers, um, you know, not just nutrition coaches, but personal trainers and uh, life coaches. And, and we've got, we kind of run the gamut of coaches that have put their faith in my team to help them not just for their own physical goals, but also to help them become better coaches. So that is, is a huge thing. Um, and, and fortunately, I came around on that. Uh, it did take me a little bit of time when I was coming up. I first thought that I knew everything. And then when I realized how little I actually knew, um, I kind of went the wrong approach in terms of like jumping into a lot of shitty programs and quick fix methods. But once I truly made the investment and it's, it's always going to be a significant investment. This is one of the areas like, why are we shortcutting this? It's so important. Why are we trying to cut corners in this area of our life? It doesn't make sense. Like if, if you were to sit down with yourself and you were like, why does this matter to me? Why is this important? You'd probably have a lot of really powerful things to say. Like, my confidence, my quality of life, my longevity, showing up for my kids, setting a good example for my family, being there for my spouse, my partner. I want to live a long and quality life. Those are really important meanings. 
And yet we're going to shortcut the investment for this area. Like that makes zero fucking sense. How are we, how are we price shopping this? How are we looking at the cheapest option? It, It literally doesn't make sense. This is not the area to cut corners. There's a reason why our coaching program is what it is. It's a significant investment as it should be, because this is a really fucking important area of your life. Think about those reasons, your relationship with food, your kids' relationship with food, setting a good example for them, confidence, comfort in your own skin sense of well-being, quality of life, longevity, health. Like, are you kidding me? We're, we're cutting corners here. It doesn't make sense. It should be a significant investment. It should scare the shit out of you, the investment that you're making, because this is what matters. If you're going to price shop, like cut corners and, and stupid materialistic bullshit that doesn't matter. That's where you cut corners. This is not the time to cut corners. I know I'm off on a total tangent and rant here, but that fires me up. I don't understand that mindset. I don't understand the mindset. Well, you know, in one hand, how important this is to you. You've probably been struggling with it for a really long time. It's probably been the the source of a lot of stress, a lot of frustration. And yet that's the area that you're like, well, we're saving up. I don't want to spend this month. Like, fuck that. Where is that mindset coming from? You say this is so important. And yet you're trying to cut corners here. No, it it should be a significant investment. It should scare you. It should be a stretch. It should make you show up for yourself. You should have a lot of skin in the game. So, you know, definitively like this fucking matters and I have to show up. That's the approach to take. Anyway, it's the same concept for other coaches. If you're a coach, you should 1000% be investing in yourself. If you're trying to grow your coaching business, you should invest in business coaching. You should show up for yourself the same way you expect your clients to show up for you. All right, I'm going to move on. So biggest thing for up and coming coaches is understand that you're never going to know enough, but you can help people right now because there's a lot of people that know less than you. Be a lifelong learner. And through that process, you will keep an open mind, challenge some of the existing beliefs, pursue knowledge on the other side. See what the other side has to say. I think that as humans, we would be so much better off. Like a lot of us, uh, it's human nature to, to want this sense of belonging. This is, this is one, something that's hardwired into our DNA. We feel like we've evolved to operate in packs. We, we wanted to work together. Um, there was a sense of tribalism, community. We need those things. However, there's the dark side of that, which is we love to label things. We love to put ourselves in boxes. We love to feel like we're, it's almost like this cult-like environment. And as such, we start to hate people simply because of you know, the tribe that they belong to, right? Like politics is a great example, Democrat versus Republican. I, I'm pretty certain that 90% of people have no fucking idea what their political party actually believes in across the board. They probably couldn't tell you much about their policies. They probably couldn't tell you much about anything else other than, uh, you know, kind of like this uh, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, like there's this versus that. Um, they, they were probably just born into a family that believed that and instilled those beliefs in them and have never taken the time to pursue the opposite side or to think for themselves, like, 
guess what? There are not just two schools of thought in the history, in the existence of this world. Like we, we love to label things. We love to, to belong. And, and this is our thing. And we never take the time to either learn the other side or to say like, Hey, guess what? It's, it's kind of unreasonable to be all one thing across the board, right? Like it's like, if we just use conservative versus liberal, there are certain topics that I'm pretty liberal on. There are certain topics that I'm conservative on. I would never say that I'm one thing across the board. And I'm pretty sure that every human out there, it's almost impossible to believe that you're all one thing across the board. So take the time to think for yourself, to, to challenge your pre-existing beliefs, to pursue what the other side believes in. And I know that we're, I took this episode from how to, how to uh, become a new coach and what I would teach myself if I were a new coach to this basically philosophical life discussion. But I said, this is the, this is the nature of when I just hit record and let it flow, which is basically every episode. I hope that makes sense though, because this really does apply. This applies to coaches. This applies to anybody who's on their fitness journey. If you have that approach, you won't fall for the bullshit marketing tactics. You won't fall for the lose 20 pounds in 10 days. And this is the fastest way to lose weight and all this other nonsense, or, or to believe that there's only one way of doing things to believe that you're, you're supposed to fit into this box because somebody told you you'll think critically about what works best for you. And you'll be a lifelong learner through that process. You won't feel so discouraged when something's not working because you know, guess what? I'm different. So I got to find what works best for me. Now, I like to think that that's really what our program is all about. It's about empowerment and helping you understand that we're going to find your path together. We're going to start by understanding your personality. We're going to challenge your pre-existing beliefs. We're going to improve your relationship with food. We're going to make sure that your metabolism stays primed and well-functioning. We're going to teach you the lifestyle approach that works based off of your particular situation, your work life, your social life, your family life. We're going to integrate all of that with you so that you have the tools to be successful forever. I like to think that we do a pretty damn good job of doing that. Um, I think our track record kind of speaks for itself, but I also want you to be able to have those um, that ability without needing a coach. I always say, I actually said this on our last um, team call. I said, if we can continue to help people without them needing to pay us a dollar, like any single person who listens to the podcast, who joins the Facebook group, who reads my content or emails or Instagram posts or whatever, and is able to help themselves, the more people that we can help without them paying us a dollar, the better off we're going to be in the long run. That's truly the barometer of success. And, and we actually talked about that on our last team call. Now, for those individuals who are like, look, this is too important. I don't want to waste time figuring this out on my own. I know that having some kind of expert guidance and support is, is going to expedite the process. It's going to be more efficient. It's going to be more um, effective long-term. Great. We have those options available. But I also understand that you know, for one reason or another, whether it's a legitimate reason or it's an excuse that you're telling yourself, either way, doesn't matter to me. I want you to be able to, I want everybody to be successful. So the more that we can have these conversations that empower you to make those decisions for yourself, the better off we're going to be. So hopefully that was helpful. If you're a new coach, biggest takeaway is just start doing. Don't wait. 
Don't wait till you, you don't need more. You can pursue more while you're helping people. There is nothing better than hands-on experience and also get yourself a coach. You will learn more from that process than anything else. And that's pretty much all I've got for you today. Hopefully that was helpful and I will talk to you guys very soon.